If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guest and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of We're Talking Shift. The topic du jour today is called Living Your Dash. Hmm, what is your dash? What does that mean? We're going to talk about what it means and why it matters in your life. And I'm hoping I can talk my lovely producer, Christy, into joining me in this conversation today. Hey, Lori, and hello to the Talking Shift universe out there. Good to be back with you. I'm glad you're here with me today. I think this is going to be uh, a little bit different, just a little different than what I normally do, um, just to start off. I know it sounds kind of weird, but we're going to, I'm going to read this, what I think is a phenomenal little poem today. Um, and don't, don't start bailing on me, you guys. It's not sappy. It's, it's, I'm not going to wax poetic for an hour. Don't worry about that. I think you're going to find really good meaning in this. And then we're going to break it down a little bit and talk about um, how this applies to our lives. Um, but I'll tell you what, I was... This came about because last week I received a, well, it was a rather nasty um, post on social media. And, you know, most of us, if we've been on social media for a while, it's just a matter of time before you get something, right, that is not, not in the best of spirit, shall we say. And so it just, it really got me thinking. I thought a lot about this for a couple of days, you know, oh, do I respond? Do I not respond? What to make of it? You know, like, like you would do when something like that happens. Because normally when somebody does something that makes you feel like you've been attacked, our initial response usually, unless we're like a Zen monk, is to counterattack, right? Yeah, you, know, you of want course. to defend yourself and you want to counterattack. And I was like, no, that is that's not the cool thing to do either. So I gave this great thought, and I guess that's what brought me to this because I was thinking about, you know, why are some people um, behaving the way they behave? Why? You know, is there this impulse to to do something like go online where you're anonymous and safe and just kind of be an ass? So <laughs> and, and especially, Lori, to someone like you, someone who's not out there, you know, irking people, you're, you're not asking for this, you're not being polarizing, you're not sharing extreme opinions or attacking anyone else. I'm, I'm just so shocked to hear that anyone really wasted their time and energy on trying to bring you down of anyone. It's weird, right? But you know, I'm not the first, I won't be the last. 
um, everyone out there is, you know, when you put yourself out there, that means you put yourself out there also as a target. So, you know, it is what it is. And it's not that it really um, was disturbing to me, kind of surprising. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that, but you know, whatever. But what it did cause me to do was go into a a deep contemplation. (laughs) And, uh, And that is what reminded me about one of my very, very favorite poems. And I don't read poetry, so it's not like I have a list of favorite favorite poems. I I don't. But this one I ran across um, over a decade ago, and it just always stuck with me. And actually, a lot of people may have already heard this poem because it is very frequently read at funerals. So again, don't go running. Don't, don't run away. Just hang in there. So take, take the opportunity to hear this one while you can still take it to heart. Right. Right. Exactly. While while you're uh, still here and somebody else isn't reading it at your funeral, (laughs) but, uh, but I thought we'd read it and then we can break it down a little bit. And then I think um, it will make sense why um, this is, should be meaningful, meaningful to you now while you're still walking the face of the earth. Okay, so this is called The Dash, and it is a poem by Linda Ellis. And again, this may be familiar to many of you. All right, the poem goes like this. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth and now only those who loved them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash, What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? That's the poem. What do you think, Christy? Wow, that's really powerful. I like, you know, you promised us that we weren't going to go in too deep and we didn't. And yet I just feel so like there's so much to unpack there and so much to kind of think about. Yeah, it's 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 not long. It's fairly simple, but it really does hit the nail on the head, doesn't it? Um, the author, I'll read you a little bit about her um, her uh, comments about this. So Linda Ellis uh, said that her poem is based on the concept of that little dash on one's headstone between the day you're born and the day that you leave this earth. 
That dash ultimately represents everything that you do on earth, every breath that you breathe and every step that you take. It's also a symbol of the legacy that you create while you're here until the realization hits you that there will come a day when you run out of tomorrows, you can't appreciate the blessing of the life that you've been given, that we've all been given. So anyway, I thought it would be fun to take a couple of her points and then just talk about them and, and uh, you know, let's just hash it out. Yeah, and what a great way to kind of start a new year too with really thinking about uh, time and how valuable it is. And now we have this whole new fresh year and what are we going to do with it? Yeah, exactly. And especially now with, um, you know, while we're still in the throes of COVID and a lot of people uh, unexpectedly lost a lot of people last year. They ran out of tomorrows when they thought they still had time. And we're not out of the woods yet. So, you know, anything can happen. But right now, there are a lot of people that are very fearful that they are going to maybe run out of time sooner than they thought, or their loved ones are going to run out of time sooner than they thought. So I thought you're right. It's a good time of year to just sort of bring us back to um, how we're behaving, how we're thinking, how we're treating other people, how we're treating each day, all the moments of our lives. So one of the, um, one of the points uh, that she shares about the meaning, um, she says, be slow to anger. Anger can become like a cancer and eat away at your ability to be joyful and kind. Kindness. Mm -hmm. Life is too short. Choose forgiveness and let it go. As William Ward says, and I confess, I do not know who William Ward is or was, but as he says... <laughs> Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the handcuffs of hate. So, um, yeah, you know, sometimes I think that people that are um, inflicting pain on others, you know, emotionally or otherwise, or just being mean-spirited or whatever, um, they're angry about something. They're upset about something. They're in some sort of emotional pain on their own. Otherwise, you know, what would compel them to behave that way toward other people. Right. And I bet you can tell exactly from what that person said to you that was so rude on social media. I bet you can tell because you are so enlightened and because you are a coach of others, exactly what that person was feeling negatively about themselves. You know, what it was about you that was positive, that made them feel so negative about something inside of themselves that they had to unload it onto you. I bet you could just tell exactly what that was and, and what they were thinking and where their pain was from. Right, right. Because, you know, it's not uncommon for people to want to, who feel like somehow they, they're not where they want to be, to try to bring someone else down so that they can feel more up. Mm -hmm. Not uncommon. So be slow to anger, which, you know, anger comes in, in a lot of forms. Sometimes it's outright and obvious, and sometimes it's a little passive aggressive. Right. And, and the, pa the passive aggression can be just as hurtful, I think, and just as problematic, right? Just because you're not yelling and screaming uh, doesn't mean that there's not going to be a whole lot of turmoil created. Yeah, because the effect is still the same. Right. You're still negatively affecting somebody else, whoever it's directed at. Okay. Her second point is say thank you. 
Those two little words hold incredible power. Think about how you feel when someone thanks you. You feel validated and appreciated. And when you do the same for other people, you pass along that positive energy. And it may be just what they needed at that moment. And also saying thank you to people, it, it says that you acknowledge them, that you value them. And I think that, um, you know, it's a lot, I think a lot of people get into the habit of saying thank you um, and they're not really thinking about it. It's just an auto response or they're saying thank you to the people that aren't necessarily the closest to them in their lives. It's really easy for the, you know, to, to forget to say thank you to the people that you live under the same roof with. And maybe you're, you know, they do something nice for you. And so it's, I think we talked about that a little bit with Mr. Manners when we had him on a few episodes back, even with, uh, even with your partner or your kids, people in your household, as simple uh, a line as simple as thank you is actually quite powerful. And, um, and it sets, um, it sets the tone for everyone in the house. Yeah. And I think you can kind of make it a little challenge for yourself too. You know, there are a hundred different ways to say it. I really appreciate that. I'm so grateful. And I'd like to kind of tell somebody why too, like, Hey, thank you so much for doing that. You saved me so much time. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are great points. You can, you can qualify it and you can go a step further and give them a little bit of detail. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, all right, number three, love people. Our dash moves at lightning speed. And as they say, the days are long, but the years are short. So don't assume those uh, or yourself or those you love will be here tomorrow. Never miss an opportunity to show love and say, I love you. You know, that, that sentence, the days are long, but the years are short, always reminds me of like, you're a kid in school and it just was like, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of this classroom today? Am I ever going to get out of this school? Am I ever going to get out of having to go to school? It just seems like an interminable amount of time, right? It's just the days, the hours, they go by so slow. You know, as a kid, you, you just watch that second hand go by right? so slowly. Right? <laughs> You're in this massive rush to get on to, you know, the next thing later that day or the next week or the next year to get on with your life. And then um, all of a sudden you find yourself going, wow, that went quick at some point. So it's an, it's an interesting uh, thing to contemplate uh, how fast things actually really go. And you become more cognizant of that. I think the older that you get for obvious reasons, you know, when you're, when you're a kid, it seems like there's, you know, there's an eternity ahead of you. Well, yeah, absolutely. I remember not um, being able to not wait until high school was done. So I started taking college classes early and then even in college, starting my job early and internship and just always being ready for that next step before it was coming to me. Like that can be frustrating, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So as they say, just remind yourself to take a deep breath and stop and, you know, smell the roses. It's you know, it may sound, it may be a cliche, but uh, it really is meaningful when you think about it. Uh, Number four, treat others with respect. You have opportunities every day to spend your dash through simple acts of kindness and respect. This quote by George Washington Carver says it best, how far you go in life depends on your being 
tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong. Because someday in your life, you will have been all of these things. So treat others with respect. We, we don't, don't want our, we don't want our dash to be remembered as a time when we made other people feel bad. I wouldn't think so, <laughs> but you know, I guess we, we all, we all have our mission in life. And I think it's just real easy to get so caught up in what you have determined your mission to be that you, um, forget that maybe you may be leaving a, a trail of, you know, of misbehavior in your wake and people that have been somehow, you know, negatively affected by you. So treating others with respect is a really big thing. Wear a smile. Our dash may be short, but it can be wide. Often a simple smile will break through tension and stress. A smile will not only affect those around you, but it will change your attitude and your outlook on life. Everybody, let's just try it right now. <laughs> let's have a I love smile. this is one of my favorite exercises. Yes. <laughs> right? Just try it and see how it feels. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there actually is scientific data that shows when you smile, you, you affect a chemical change for the better in your body. It affects your chemistry. So if you are feeling angry, or unloving or disrespectful or you know any of the things we've been talking about try just forcing yourself to smile and see if it doesn't help you even just a little bit pull out of that mindset and it's a fun challenge right like can you do it you know yeah <laughs> can you can you smile when you just really don't want it to and you just want to cringe or you want to make that face that just looks so mad and scrunchy can you can you pull your cheeks apart show your toothies and go yay happiness <laughs> really because if you actually try to do that enough when you're feeling really crappy um, you will start to feel stupid, which will actually then make you laugh at yourself. So still, you'll get there. <laughs> Just keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it until you feel so stupid that you actually end up laughing at yourself. It's a good exercise. It, it works. It works. <laughs> so, so she says, remember, life is short. Make every moment matter. It's been said that we don't remember days. We remember moments. So being present and in the moment provides some of life's greatest joys. And I was thinking about that too. And I was like, you know, that is really interesting. If I look back at my life and especially as a, a child or a young person, I don't remember any like, like a full day, like from the time you got up to the time you went to bed, but you remember, you know, little, little events or little moments or you know, a passing glance or a conversation, even if it's a short one, you do remember those little moments. And, uh, and I thought that that was really interesting. I mean, I think back and, and I have a lot of those moments that I remember the same ones over and over. So that obviously they were important moments for me. Do you have moments like that, that you just like think back and reflect on them? And they're often the same ones from when you were younger. 
not so much moments, but maybe feelings, you know, like they say, um, what you'll always remember about people is how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so true. And, and yeah, so for me, it's more of, of like a feeling, a a happiness or a a togetherness, you know, when I think about someone and, and that is so true too. uh, just, I know for my years of waiting tables, right. Mm -hmm. You remember how someone made you feel they'll, they'll be people. I don't know their name. I have only spoken to them once before in life, but they were rude to you. And the next time they walk in that door, you, you kind of, the hairs on your back, your neck stand up and you just really remember like, oh, do I, do I know them? Nope. Mm-hmm. They were here before and they were not nice. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. what you remember is really how you, how you felt. Yeah. That's a, a really, really good way to look at it. You're right. Because when I think back about some of the things, um, like I remember having, you know, when I would spend time with my grandma, we always had coffee every morning and then we would go out fishing. My grandma taught me to fish. So she lived across the street for um, quite a few years when I was a child from a lake. And so we would get up early, we'd have our coffee and then we would gather up our fishing gear and we would go down and fish off the dock. And I would watch her then clean all the fish when we came back. So I remember the event, but I also remember the feeling of how joyful it was just to be doing these things with my grandmother. So yeah, the feeling, always, she always made me feel um, special and like I was important and, you know, and valued and as, as she did with all of her grandchildren. Um, but yeah, it's about the feeling when I was little, another one that I think of a lot is when I was, when I was really little, like maybe five, six, seven, I would sit in, um, I would sit when my mom was putting her makeup on and getting ready for the day in the bathroom. So I would sit on the toilet and I would watch her and I would just watch her day after day, going through this process of fixing her hair and putting on her makeup. And I just remember thinking, oh, my mom is the most beautiful mom in the world, you know? And and it was just this special time where it was just quiet and she's just probably in her own world. I have no idea what she was thinking about. And she probably had no idea that I was just sitting there thinking those things about her. Isn't that interesting? That's just so the special. That, yeah, I know. I know it really is. So- I, I'm, I know I told her that as an adult, but not, you know, not as a child, I, w- I wasn't really cognizant of, you know, what I was doing, but anyway, so just a lot of things like that, just things that you did that uh, moments you had, like you said, that you were made to feel really good or, or, or felt not so good by somebody. You remember those moments or when you have been on the other end and you've made someone else feel really good and they let you know it or bad, you remember those moments too. Oh yeah. Now that you say it, you know, those ones where I know I made someone feel good or did something good for them. Those Mm -hmm. make me feel the best, you know, more so than someone else did something nice for me. It's like, yeah, yeah, I made that special for them. Yay me. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a gift um, for everyone. Right. So I would say I came up with a few quality questions. You know, I'm a big fan of those. And so I invite everyone to, you know, really think about your life and ask yourself a few quality questions. Like what are some moments that you cherish and hold most dear? What, what do you dwell on? And try to make sure that you don't dwell on the negative moments. Uh, are there people in your life that you need to acknowledge in a positive way that maybe you need to um, tell them you appreciate them or thank them for something? 
Um, so that's about, you know, making sure that you've not been inadvertently taking someone for granted. So thinking about that, um, maybe there's someone that you know that's a friend or family that could use a little bit of support. Um, maybe they need just a little bit of acknowledgement that they're important, that they're worthy, you know, some love, some attention. Maybe they just need a hug, you know, um, or to be told so, they're doing a great job. Like, Hey, I see you. It must not be hard with three kids in zoom school right now. Um, but I can tell that you're doing it and I don't know how you are without pulling your hair out, but man, good job. That's true. I mean, it lets somebody know that you see them and being seen knowing that you are seen by another human being is a is a very powerful human need so it's it's part of that whole um, need that has to do with connection if you don't feel like anyone even sees you like you're invisible it's impossible to feel like you're connected to you know to other humans to to people to our humanity right Right. And we've learned this year how important the, the feeling of that connection is. Exactly. Um, and, it's, and it's extra hard right now because, you know, back to wearing a smile, you can be smiling all day. And with that flipping mask on your face, it, you're like, does that person I just passed in the grocery store even know that I was smiling at them like in a greeting, you know? And, and I think people have really learned um, how to be experts at smiling with their eyes <laughs> because no one can see your, the rest of your face. Right. And I'm always thinking that too. I'm like, okay, just smile really, really big so they can see you get that little crinkle, the smiles, they call them, right? The smile eyes. Right. Um, it's important, you know? It, and yeah, maybe even if you're not seeing people make smile eyes, maybe just pretend that they are or smile, give them smile eyes until you think maybe they're smiling back at you. Exactly. <laughs> or we can use our words because at least we can still hear each other through the mask. So you can still say just hello or good afternoon. I mean, just again, acknowledging that you're walking by another soul, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, are you willing to be a person who uplifts others um, rather than tearing another person down. Okay, what kind of a person are you demonstrating yourself to be? Kind of tags into the last one. So do you value kindness? Do you value thoughtfulness, um, integrity, acts of service? And if so, if those are things that you purport to value, um, are your thoughts and words and actions aligned with those values. So, you know, examine, examine yourself, take a little inventory um, and find out what kind of person you are demonstrating yourself to be. Any, any comments about that? Well, I, you know, at the beginning, it got kind of heavy there. We were talking about funerals, but now that we've come full circle, you know, it, that, that really is, it is what kind of legacy do you want to leave when really that's all you have at the end? Right. Um, yeah. And, and to yeah. really think about it, to not, um, not wait until it's too late and, and leave hurt people in your wake or, you know, relationships right. not repaired, you know, why, why live that way? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I think that when somebody shows up in your life, whether it's 
you know, in person and in your face or whether it's on social media um, and they are a person with a, with that kind of a mindset that is, you know, negative. They have a, um, an attitude that's petty and mean. Um, when somebody like that shows up in your life, it is a delightful reminder of the kind of person that you don't want to be. So right. it's the kind of attitude that you don't want to have. And they're showing you how you don't want to treat other people. So it's an example of how to not be a good human. So we can be grateful for people like that. That's, that's really what that's all about. When something like that comes at you, um, you could just learn from it and go, okay, what is that demonstrating to me? Do I want to do I want to engage with that because now I'm being like that too? Or do I just want to rise above it and be grateful that that came at me to cause me to think about what's really important as far as the values I'm demonstrating, the kind of person that I want to be. And I have to ask Lori, how you specifically dealt with that situation. You know, I'm one who just always thinks, pretend like you don't see it. What that person wants is a reaction out of you and acting like you didn't even get the message is the, the worst possible thing. That being said, I also kind of want to help them. Like, I also want to be like, so this took you, you know, let's say 60 seconds to write. What could have you done with that 60 seconds instead? Maybe hop on the treadmill, maybe manifest some good things in your life. Maybe say thank you to somebody like what's going on with you that you, you know, needed me to come into your world and how can I help? But really, right. I don't have the time or the energy uh, to do that. And really, it's not my responsibility, you know, to take care of those people. So I'm always of the school of like, no response at all. What did you do? Yeah. Well, um, I didn't do anything for several days because I really wanted to think carefully about that. Um, and I'll, and I'll tell you before I answer that, here's, here's what's interesting. Um, the, the person before they went into their, their insult, they posed this, um, as, and I quote, honest question, end quote. So there's an honest question and then they go into their thing and, I, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat it. Um, and I thought about that and I was like, well, first of all, what's an honest question? Is there such a thing? Is there a dishonest question? I mean, isn't a question just a question? And then I was like, what do you mean an honest question? And I was thinking about that and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Because at first I thought a question is just a question. Yeah, that they're just right. using this phrase, an honest question to kind of right. appeal to you so that you continue to read their right. garbage. Right. So then I went, you know, actually, I think there is such a thing as an honest question and a dishonest question. And I decided, and the only reason I came to that conclusion is because I realized that this was a very dishonest question. And I decided it was dishonest in the respect that they really weren't looking for an answer to your point as they were actually looking to create an opportunity. And so it was really more of a clever or cowardly point of entrance, you know, to pose a question as an honest question, uh, but really the motive and intention was to create an opportunity to make a derogatory statement. So there we go. A person with that kind of mindset, you know, is obviously this was a bit of a passive aggressive way to just be um, 
show themselves as sort of a mean and petty person. So again, I came back to, wow, I just, I don't want to be that kind of person ever. So I, uh, I just, so again, it was just another reminder of, you know, of remembering my values, walking my talk, you know, what integrity means to me, all those things. Um, so actually, I, I gave a, I gave a, I gave a factual, a short factual response in the way of a comparison to what they were posing. And, um, and then I just let it go. And I thought, you know, I'll just leave that there for a day or two, and then I'll take the whole thing down and I'll just, you know, but, and then I'll just erase it um, so that there's just not negativity there. But Anyway, and I haven't heard a peep out of them. So <laughs> funny, I don't know. Funny, right? How you, um, my guess is you showed them how to deal with that kind of negativity, which I'm sure they're getting somewhere in their life. That's why they're trying to put it back on you. And you showed them a better way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. I want to know too, I've seen kind of a a rash lately, a lot of people, celebrities and high profile people on social media posting these messages that they get, posting DMs that are, you know, violent or, or threatening or, or just critical with mm. the users, with the user's name and their picture and really oh. opening that person up to the same kind of scrutiny that they're right. out there delivering to people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about that. It almost feels like Maybe that's how you'll get through to the trolls. It almost feels like, yeah, that's what they deserve. But then again, we're spending our time and energy kind of giving that negativity back to them, right? Do you have right. thoughts about that? Yeah, I feel like now you, it's like you've been invited to the dance to be the dance partner and you've accepted. And mm. so it's kind of like, mm, I'd rather actually just um, eliminate you from my dance. Kick, kick them out of the party. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> you're out. So, you know, everyone needs to do what they feel compelled to do. And, um, you know, what that is, is, is up to each person's, you know, it depends on what it is. I think that maybe there are circumstances where it might be good to call someone out that's really being, you know, a really horrible, like damaging person. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it is good to call them out and shine a light on them. So I think it really depends on the nature of what the conversation is or what the, what the statement or the post is, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I think if it's just petty, stupid stuff, it's inconsequential. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't, so many, so many, like 5 trillion other things that you would rather spend your time and thoughts on. So and more often than not, when we're putting good, positive stuff out there, we get met with positivity, right? Exactly. Exactly. So Anyway, um, my friend, in closing, my friend Rob Shear is the founder of an organization called Comfort Cases, which is all about taking excellent care of foster children. And one of their mottos is be a good human. Now, the word foster actually means to care for, to look after. It also means to nurture, to strengthen, to enrich, to support. So it doesn't just apply to children. It applies to everyone. You can foster an idea. You can foster, you know, the nurturing of, of a nursery, of plants, of people, of all shapes, sizes, ages, whatever. So I think that we should all add fostering be a fostering person, have a fostering nature to our list of values. 
I mean, we're, we are fostering each other when we take better care of each other and we support and we celebrate the things that our fellow human beings are doing well. So let's all endeavor to be a good human, be a better human. And the measure of that is how you treat other people. So what do you want people to think and say about you when you've made your departure? Think about that. What is the legacy that you would leave behind if today was your last? Hmm, what could it be if you have more time? And chances are really good that you will be fortunate enough to have a little bit more time. So how do you live your dash? And that is it for Christy and I today. Thank you all for hanging out with us. If you would like some help managing your dash, you know you can head on over to my website, lauribishop.com, and find out what private coaching with me is all about. I would love to help you with that. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe. Share the show, please, if you found it valuable and interesting. Help us spread the good shift around. And as always, we would be delighted if you would take a moment to give us a five-star rating and a review because those reviews inspire other people to listen to all the good shift being shared here. So until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay kind and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. And you too, Gary Vee.